You're listening to Kiss My Aesthetic, your go-to podcast for bragworthy branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship advice. I'm your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co. Let's dive into the episode. Greetings and welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I'm so excited to have first-time guest Lauren on the podcast today. Welcome, Lauren. Hello. I'm excited to be here. It's going to be a great conversation. And the conversation that we had before we hopped on to record was just about creating this as the end all be all episode for all things print marketing. Because I think the time is now, you know, to kind of commit it all into something so people can come back to it as a resource. For sure. Yeah. No, I'm super excited. So I work with More With Print, which is a subsidy of bigger company, Duply. We're located in Syracuse, New York. So I run all of our marketing operations and do a lot of internal branding. But obviously, like I've learned a lot about the print side of things. And we print for a lot of people, biggest brands in the world. So we're excited to kind of help do this conversation with brand designers and kind of what's important, what's trending and all of that. Yeah, it's going to be great. Can you kind of give us your background? Were you always interested in print stuff or has this kind of been a passion now that you're in it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I originally, I went to school at DePaul University in Chicago, and there I studied PR and advertising. During COVID, I moved back to the Syracuse area and really started kind of working more on the brand side of things and kind of an overall umbrella of just being that person. Hey, what does your brand need? Do you need a full rebrand or do you just need a few little things that kind of get you to your next step? So I work kind of very one-on-one with brands for a really long time. And then about a year and a half ago, I saw an opportunity to start working at Duply. And I was like, this is amazing. I think it's definitely gives the office vibes around the office. I was going to say, is it like a Dunder Mifflin situation? (laughs) It definitely is. It's a family-owned company and everyone here is great. We're a little over 200 employees. And what's my favorite part about the print industry is that you get to see so many cool projects that are made in the US and like really just quality products that everyone needs. And as much as we all love the digital landscape, and I'm a huge advocate for social media, obviously, given my job, there's something so great about a tangible product. So over the last year and a half, I've really been able to dive into why print is so awesome. And like, wow, I didn't realize how many things actually had to be printed. Oh my gosh. You're preaching to the choir because I'm fresh off. By the time we're recording this, I'm fresh off the pop-up from Hotel Lobby Candle over the weekend. We also have a real estate client where their print needs are tenfold what any other business is. But I think there's lots of interesting ways to kind of communicate your brand through print materials. I want to share kind of the story of how you and I originally got connected. Let's go back to that. So we were working I think the first time we connected was over the team retreat back in April. Yes. I actually think it might have even been sooner. So at one point, I did a Just Following Up mug that got live on PR Week. It was a huge article. That's when I originally started following it because I was like, oh my gosh, wait, this is group would be great. They would love it. And a bunch of your group actually ordered the mug and sweatshirts. But then, yes, again, we reached out during your team retreat. And that's kind of where that spiraled. And that has been so fun. It was so fun. So we did our retreat at Peach Grove House, which was in upstate New York. 
And when you had reached out, I think maybe I had shared the pitch deck in the Facebook group. Was that how that happened? Yes. I think that's right. Where I said, hey, listen, like my team's going to be going, we're going to be taking content anyway. Like we might as well have some beautifully branded stuff. And so we kind of took the designs for Peach Grove House and we had them made into like notepads and sticky notes. And then we also did a bunch of fun stuff for MKW Creative Co., which is like, I need to honestly reorder because I think I'm at the end of my notepads. But I feel like notepads and sticky notes were just such an easy thing. Is that a really popular product for you guys? Yes. So we are one of three companies that actually fully produce sticky notes. So obviously, 3M is a big player with the Post-it note. However, we do a lot of sticky notes. And it's not even just a sticky note that's for somebody who's using it as their office for their little notes. It goes into everything from all those like coupons that people use at the grocery stores and things like that. And it's probably one of the easiest products on our end to market as a product that, you know what, this is huge brand visibility. Everyone's using a sticky note. You might as well put your logo on it. Exactly. And they're great gifts. They're great gifts. Ours was super effective in our photo video shoot because we were able to make those little like call to action reels. It was like, book your project now or tune into a new episode. And to have it on the tearaway paper that was like with the logo on top, like it just made the most sense. Yeah. And they're so fun to design too. And one thing that's unique about us and how we can print them is that every page can be different. So you could have a 50 sheet notepad, but every single thing could have a different message or it can have a different photo on it. It could have a different color variation of your logo. The options are endless. And I think that is the coolest thing about the technology that we have, where it's a little bit harder when you're playing with the super big companies that really stick to what is easy for them. Yeah, let's kind of run through all the things that you love that you do at at More With Print and kind of talk to us from like, if I'm a designer listening to this show and I have a client that's launching their brand, what do you always kind of recommend as like, this is the first recommendation for how you can bring your brand to life with print. What pieces do you usually recommend them from the beginning? So I definitely would start with like your staples. And it's as much as a lot of people love a virtual business card now, a tangible business card, it makes you feel good to have a business card. I don't know what it is that people get so excited. And a lot of times they might still sit just on your desk, but it kind of forces you to be out and about talking to people, sharing your brand or helping kind of, especially for a new brand. Hey, if you're going out to a networking event, this is another way that is going to kind of help you connect with someone. And one of like our vision pieces is always like, we're here to help you promote like human connections with products. So the business card is a staple. I've definitely started leaning off the everyone needs letterhead. I think an older mentality, things like sticky notes are great. Your marketing materials, beautiful brochures that are really right now we're seeing a lot of bold color and I love it. It makes it so much more fun when I go into the production floor and see all of this cool, bright, bold projects that are coming out. So anything from just a booklet with your services or to a regular brochure, stickers are huge. Everyone loves stickers, especially if you're like you're selling a physical product, adding those free things into your package. And I see that all over TikTok now, all these packaging videos of these small business owners. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're stickers. Like we can do that. It's so fun, so easy. So those are kind of like the main ones, pocket folders, Mm, mm -hmm. especially if you're in like the real estate industry, 
you have to give these people so many papers anyways, they might as well be in a branded folder that's going to continue when they have that in their filing cabinet at home or whatever it is. In five years, if they can go back to it, there's no question on, oh my gosh, that's who I used to sell my house or this is how I can get their contact information. And that stuff that lives so long and the majority of it, almost everything, everything we use is 100% recyclable. So it's good for the universe. It's, I think it's huge. And there is a lot to say about holding something with your brand on it that can just make someone, and especially for your clients, I think for a brand designer to give some products to their customers, they just spent all this time and money on building, designing this brand, having them being able to see it in person is more of like a, wow, like I really am starting this journey or I'm kind of reinventing where I was at before. And I think that's huge. Yeah. We just had this conversation this morning with the real estate client that I have in mind. And I think a lot of the conversations I end up having with clients is after that brand presentation, because we have an entire slide in our presentations like dedicated to print design. (laughs) So the things I'm thinking of always, especially with a service-based business, right? is like a really beautiful like binder or folder, like you talked about, notebooks, thank you notes, stationery, business cards, like you mentioned, door hangers, postcards, brochures. It really is infinite. But I think a lot of times clients, when they're communicating to me about why they want the rebrand is they often want to feel more legitimate or more luxurious. And a lot of that conversation ends up going towards texture. So I have to remind them, hey, like the way that a thin, glossy piece of paper feels in your hand is going to be way different than like a cold pressed cardstock, thick, juicy, like feeling substantial. Talk to us about that of like all of the different choices that you can make when it comes to print and the difference that it makes based on which things you choose. Yeah. So I think the coolest thing about print is that every single thing can be different, but it also, in order for kind of have that consistency, you really want to kind of pick a stock that is kind of fitting to your brand. And there's a lot of times where people the big thing right now is a lot of soft touch, which is like that velvety feeling. Mm-hmm. I personally don't love it for my own stuff, but a lot of people, it makes it feel like, wow, this feels like velvet. It's so luxurious. But then you've got your typical regular stocks that have been around in the paper that you've seen forever. And a lot of it also goes into how is it going to be finished? You can have a regular piece of paper, but then you could have three layers of laminate on it, which makes it super thick and super sturdy, which is so cool. And so even on our end at More Print, like we can go forever. We can take the time to really find you the right stock to and get you those samples of like, hey, this is what it's going to look like. Feel it for yourself first before we kind of decide because the options are endless. The paper weight might be one thing and then you're like, oh, wait, I thought I wanted it like this. But I think my brand actually shines a little bit better on something glossy instead of a soft touch and kind of playing with that. And the cool thing about paper is that you can make a lot of products out of paper. So your pocket folders could be made out of the same thing as your envelope and your business card. It's just the way that you kind of piece it together in the end. And what our team is really great at is really having the conversation of like, what are you looking for? what exactly do you want your brand to feel like? And that's where a brand designer can really come in and be like, this is the message that they're trying to portray. And this is how I think is the best way to present it. And our team is really good at saying, you know what, that's great. 
or saying, hey, maybe we should try this. Like, I know that's what you maybe want, but let's go something more eco-friendly. And then it goes into everything. Like, if you really want that FSC certification for sustainability, that's huge. We have that. And all of those kind of elements, it's very tailored to what exactly the brand is looking for, which is so fun. Talk to us a little bit about the impact of branding, because obviously as designers, we know that it's important. But when you get someone that comes to you guys and says, okay, I want all of these pieces, but I only have one logo and it's in JPEG format. What's the difference between working with someone that's prepared to do print and someone who's unprepared to move forward with print? That is the most fun conversations that our art department gets to handle every day. (laughs) The importance of working with a high quality brand designer is huge. And I am the first one to say I absolutely adore Canva. But I even see, I've watched so many of your lives. Your brand work is still done in Adobe. And as much as I understand why a lot of people want to use a stock logo when they're just starting, I get it. But if you really want to invest in your business, because at the end of the day, your brand is, it's almost the most important. Your service is the most important, but your brand, people need to feel confident in both you and your brand. And so our art department, all they want is to work with these designers who are really saying, hey, here's the actual file that you need, a good packaged file with high quality JPEGs and PNGs. As much as I love a good transparent, it doesn't cut it. It's not cutting it. No, you want quality. So what files are you guys looking for? Illustrator files, EPS, SVG? Again, like when you get that email from a designer that says, hey, my client's interested in XYZ and you open up the zip file, what are the things that you're looking for? Or is that not really your department? That's more the art department's job. I've learned a lot from our department, especially because now I'm starting to send them so many design files for samples and things like that. But Illustrator is huge. I think Illustrator and InDesign are the two that we see the most. An EPS file is heaven comes straight down. It is so great because they can kind of piece together exactly what size it needs to be. Because a lot of times we take the files from the brand designer and we kind of slightly manipulate them so that they fit perfectly. So then they get printed properly. So we get a lot. And for the most part, we just ask for a PDF because usually as long as it's been created in Illustrator or in design, the PDF will allow us to kind of maneuver the sides and the margins, how exactly we need it. So yes, I think that's and the best part about working with brand designers is that they know what kind of needs to be done. We get it. Yes. Whereas a lot of times, and again, I have so much respect. I originally did my first logo on Canva years ago. So I have so much respect for it. But there's just something to say about these high quality Adobe designs that kind of on our end. It sets you apart. Right. It's like asking somebody to bake a cake and you're going to give them all the ingredients and the frosting is already in the piping bags and the cake's already been cooled and it's already been leveled. And then you guys are like, bop, 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 and can like put it all together and make it look great versus something coming out of Canva's like, here's pre-made cupcakes that I have from the grocery store. And it's like, well, I can't make a three-tier cake for you out of that. <laughs> like You're asking for something that's not possible. So I've got to imagine that's like a consistent, but also kind of annoying conversation back and forth between yourself and some of the business owners that they just might not know. Yeah. And color plays a huge role. True. You can export a Canva PDF with CMYK, but 
you can't pinpoint that CMYK color exactly because it's just going to come from a hex color. So whereas Illustrator and InDesign, you can play with those Pantone colors. You can play with the CMYK colors because that's huge, especially on our end. We really have to make sure that color is coming out exactly how they want it to. I feel like this is one of the biggest pain in the butt things about being a designer is getting your colors and color systems to match. Can you kind of explain or put in your own words how you describe each different type of color code and which one is used for what? Because I think it's something that, again, it's important to know when you're a designer, but no one ever really teaches you (laughs) until you learn it yourself. Give us the rundown. Yeah, so your RGB and your hex colors are definitely are great for the digital side. That's how our computer is going to read it the best. But when it comes to print, you want to almost fully be in CMYK because every press is going to run CMYK. And we have a lot of digital presses, but we still have some old school presses. We have operators mixing ink colors to match these things. And that's going down to cyan, yellow, and magenta and black. So like those are kind of where you want to be. And it's a simple, a little switch on Illustrator and it's okay for us to convert it. We can do it, but we obviously you're going to have to send it back to you because they're slightly different. And like, it's very annoying when you're sitting there looking at something and you're like, oh wait, it's not going to look exactly like that. So from the beginning, starting in that CMYK color palette is huge. And then Pantone is great for your end-all kind of be-all brand colors of like, hey, my logo, our Duply logo is 646 coded or uncoded. And coded just means kind of like a glossy finish treated. The uncoded is more flat. But us knowing that 646, we can take that to our press operator and say, this is the Pantone exactly it needs to be. And we can 100% match that color. Some of the biggest universities in the country, they're branding is so, so specific. We have to be able to guarantee that we're going to hit that color exactly how they need it to. And I think that's one thing that's really great about our art department. They do a really good job at making sure that they're looking at the file and saying, okay, I know that we have, we use this Pantone color. Let's make sure that every single logo or every single thing in this thing, it's supposed to be that color is exactly that color. Yeah, no, it's a great point. I just pulled a statistic recently that says something like 77% of people remember a brand by their color more than their logo. Mm -hmm. I can see that. So if that's not a case for like having great brand colors, then I don't know what is, right? I think that's where those things start to play a role. And of course, you want that visibility that the real estate folder matches the color on the website, matches the color you're using for social. And I think that that consistency and level of consistency gives people a lot of trust in a brand instead of brands that like change their colors all the dang time. Do you think that that's true? For sure. Like even let's look at our social media platforms, for example. I can see the difference between the LinkedIn blue and the Facebook blue. It's subtle, but like I know that if you put the two in front of me, I recognize the brand enough that I can tell you which one is which. Instagram, they're known for being bold with their colors. But in that social media realm, let's even add the former Twitter logo. That was another shade of blue, but you can still be able to like very distinctly tell which brand it is based off of that bold color, even though they have so much similarities. You look at people like Google, they have several colors, but they're classic bolds that, you know what, they could put something up that's just like blocks with their colors. And I almost guarantee that everyone would be like, oh, that's supposed to be Google. I'm with you on that. 
Syracuse University. We obviously live in Syracuse. Everyone knows about Syracuse Orange when they're looking at schools. I mean, that's what they are. Their mascot is a giant orange. It's very ingrained into their not only brand, but their identity as a whole. So color definitely plays a huge role. So that is probably like my biggest thing when it comes to talking to people about what they're kind of looking for is let's 100% make sure that your colors are kind of exactly where they want them to be. And picking a Pantone color is huge because it can go even from the print world to the apparel world to your actual physical products. And it's definitely the guide for all things kind of tangible, I would say. Yeah. And it is super important for the consistency and kind of the presence of the brand. Can you think of projects you've worked on recently, print projects, and feel free to tell us about the business or keep it more secretive if you have to, but things where they did print work where you're like, wow, that's freaking cool. I didn't even know we had the capability to do that, but that's going to look amazing. Can you think of things like that? Yes. So one of the fun products that I didn't even really know was a thing until I started here. And I look at mail a lot different now because we do a lot of direct mail. I'm sure. (laughs) A lot of times I'm looking to see if we printed it because of certain things. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. But in the direct mail world, we have a full in-house department. One thing that I think is so much fun is these sticker postcards. So it's just a typical postcard, but they have stickers on them. And people have been loving them because not only are they getting something in the mail that's a little bit different than they typically get, like everyone's getting a ton of mail still. It's something unique and they get to use it in other ways. And that's sometimes they're branded, but sometimes they're not. There might just be fun little things based off the campaign and people can use them on water bottles or whatever on their computers and all those fun little things give them to someone and it's continue. It gives you a reason to keep going back to look at it. Another cool thing in the mail world is another type of postcard. It's called a peel and reveal and it's a postcard, but you can peel the corner and then it has a whole nother seconds sheet and it just peels right off. And that's really cool. One, we see a lot of paving companies and like roofing companies, like they have the old driveway on the thing and then you reveal it to a nice beautiful one and oh i like that with a call to action a roofing company could put a a old roof and then peel it to reveal a new roof or vice versa a new roof and be like hey here was the before like this is what it looked like before they called us so those are really fun smart oh i like that that's very cool in the sticky note world we're definitely i know i mentioned the like variable. Every page is different. We're seeing a lot of people use that in a lot of different ways when it comes to kind of their campaigns for going into 2024. Like, hey, we're going to give out these with a bunch of different call to actions, or maybe they're just going to give out their beliefs a few different ways. Because these people, if you give it to someone, it's really fun because they get to just, they're going to use it. Whether or not they're going to look every single time at your logo, maybe they're going to look at it the right day because they had to write a note down and they're like, oh, wait, I have to call John over at the car shop for something. We have these note cubes. We've known for years of making these note cubes. They're like 500 sheet notepads. Those are great because they'll sit on the desk for a while. Like they could take you, you'd have to use almost two a day in order to go through in a year. The thing that's great about those is you can have full color on the sides and you can have your logo in so many different ways. 
not even just your logo. You could just have a message with a QR code. A lot of people have been putting a QR code on there to refer back. Hey, contact me. I'm here. It's a great sales tool. A lot of what we do is a lot of work for sales organizations and stuff that are really trying to find unique ways to not only do sales, but like just create that human connection that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And I think that the trends that I've seen or the ways that I've kind of convinced my clients to go along with a print campaign of some sort is to make sure that it has that multifunction use, right? So if we're going to design a postcard or something, can the front of the postcard be unbranded so that it can also be an art piece and someone could put it on their bulletin board and it wouldn't feel like you were getting an advertisement, but it had some kind of message that resonated with your audience or affirmation or something like that, right? So that you don't feel like you're being sold at. Like another example is we've got a client who, this same real estate client, but we created artworks for each of the different neighborhoods that they service. So I've been trying to get them to wrap their head around, okay, let's do some kind of like pin or magnet or hat or bag or water bottle or sticker, right? That's specific to that neighborhood where people can say, oh, that's awesome. Where did you get that? And then you're getting the connection to this real estate company. But it's not just like people don't just want logos that just say like FRG real estate team, just as much as they don't want things that say MKW Creative Co on it. It's just, it feels almost so promotional versus if you can think about your print design as creating things that people would want to buy or wear or use, then you kind of end up marketing yourself by the fact of how practical it is. Does that make sense? Yes, for sure. I always think back to like in the 90s and early 2000s when like every real estate agent had the same magnet notepad that's stuck on your fridge. I kind of would love to do it as like a nostalgic throwback at this point as like a funny haha. But I think the or all the pens, totally all the pens. Everyone always had the same type of pen. Totally. But I think the brand that's really crushing it in this space is Vacation Inc. Do you know Vacation Inc? I don't think I do. Okay, so Vacation Inc. does a bunch of products that are all you should look them up on Instagram because they just crush it. But they do all these products that are like, very vacation nostalgic. So they do like a tanning oil, a baby oil. They went super viral for their whipped cream sunscreen. I know what you're talking about now. Like they have these crazy products. Okay. So when you order from them, the way that they package their product when it gets to you is so smart. They put it in literally a white, almost like when you go to the pharmacy and you like pick up a prescription, how it comes in the white bag. It comes in this like white bag with their logo on it. And then on the inside, Instead of it just being like, hey, thanks so much for buying our product, tag us on social. It was styled to look like a scratcher. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it looked like an old school scratcher. It didn't have the scratch functionality, but it was like the middle of the scratcher design was like a QR code to go to their website, like see what you want was kind of the call to action. Oh, that's cool. I was like, this is so stinking smart. And they make all kinds of crazy things like air fresheners and perfumes and candles and like they really go balls to the wall. But I think it's fun to also consider What's nostalgic for your audience in a print type of way? Are they spiral bound notebook people? Are they looking for more of that like legitimate kind of like, you know, notepads or letterhead like we talked about, which can feel a little boring, but I think there's so much fun to be had in like pulling from old inspo and textures and design stuff like that that can really push the needle. Oh, definitely. Do you guys help with a lot of like PR gifting boxes? Like, can you get into all of that? Or do you guys strictly stay with things that are more like brochures, postcards, direct mail? So we definitely can get into all of that. And that is where our team is really good at. We have a ton of relationships in 
the packaging space, like we do smaller scale packaging. So like cosmetic boxes and things like that, we can make that here. But if it's something that we can't necessarily print here, we have enough contacts and relationships with people that are going to still give you the best price, the same amount of quality. And our team is really good at connecting kind of exactly how do we get this project done in one, your budget and two, in your quality standards and three, in your timeline. I think PR gifting, we have seen so much go in and out. And on our note side, so one of the other brands that we have, it's definitely more in the distributor space that we're working with a lot of people who are also selling our products. The note side is definitely very promo heavy and we are seeing a lot and trying to get involved in as many projects that are related to PR gifting and things like that. It's definitely an industry that in the last few years has gone crazy and which is great. A lot of times though, it's hard on our end to be like, okay, what do you actually want though? Like you all these great ideas. Let's actually sit down and figure out, okay, this is where we want to go. This is what your audience is exactly looking for. Because once some, a lot of times we see people in the marketing teams that are seeing what is trending on TikTok and they're like, oh, I want to do that for my brand. It's like, great, we can do it. Right. But how can we actually connect it to your specific audience? So we definitely see a lot of kind of pieces because there's so many pieces of a good PR gift. Like not only do you have a little note, you have even like down to like wrapping. We can do wrapping paper. Sure. We can put your logo on it. We can do it kind of whatever you need. But yeah, no, it's definitely an industry that's expanded heavily in the last few years. Expanded heavily, but sometimes I worry that smaller businesses see these huge brands come up with these super elaborate boxings and they're considering, they're like, I want to do a 25-day advent calendar with my minis of all my products. And you're like, okay, but listen, your cost to produce that is going to be $80 a unit. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. And like, yes, you saw the one video and yes, the one person posted about it. But at least what I've been noticing being just like a consumer of the internet space is that, okay, so you send it to this person that has a million followers on social media, but that person is also posting about 14 other brands. So like, okay, yes, you got it handed off to them. But then that's also so far from the actual experience of the customer because the customer is not getting the advent calendar. Right. It would be probably way less expensive to send a hundred packages to your top customers and be really kind of continue that relationship that you've already started building. And like, even on our end, the more with print side, like I reached out to you because you're a brand designer and you are the kind of person that is going to be able to say, Hey, print, this is a good way to share brand. It connects. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. I'm not going to send. I mean, I thought about it even going into this holiday season. We obviously can print holiday cards, but we are competing against Shutterfly and Minted. And honestly, in the end, it's not worth me sending out 500 packages of customized cards to all these influencers to be like, hey, go to more print for your holiday cards when I know it would probably be more beneficial for me to reach out to brand designers directly and say, hey, maybe let's help you. Let's send you some holiday cards to send to your customers and say, next year, if you want to do some, let me know. Like that's where you really look at, okay, who's my audience? What is actually going to make sense? Not only for my brand, but also like my customer. I don't want anything to be not authentic. 
And I think a lot of brand designers have that kind of same mentality of like, we're going to be true to your brand and the brand that you just spent all this time really figuring out. Mm -hmm. It's so smart and it's so hard to know what to do. I think, again, it's really easy for a small business owner, especially if marketing isn't your space to see a brand, again, like shelling out the big bucks for the super complex mailer when really, like you said, you'd be better off sending your top 100 customers a custom gift than trying to bank your success on, you know, the posting of someone who does this all day, every day for every kind of brand. So it is super interesting. It's a crazy space to watch the print space. I think print is going to get even more popular as people get more of an aversion to being on social media. I think heading into this next political season, I think a lot of people are just going to drop off completely from social. And so it's like, how do you get to those people? How do you keep your business top of mind? And print might be a really nice way to kind of close that gap. Yeah, we've definitely, even on the direct mail side, it fluctuates a lot. But right now, our mail department has never been busier, I don't think. It is a lot of people are pushing traditional mail. It might be a letter. It might be a postcard. And there's something so cool. I mean, what we've seen is that this next generation, people in their 20s and 30s, and even in their teens, getting ready to go to college and or whatever, likes getting things in the mail. Whereas people who were older, they kind of got over it because it got so spammy almost for so many years. So spammy. Even when I pick my mail from the mailbox, like three quarters of it, if not 90% of it is stuff that goes straight to the recycling bin, which also sucks because you're like, dang it, somebody spent the time to print, cut, mail, address, everything. But also like if it's not intended for me and it doesn't feel like anything more than just a coupon page, then I'm not, Yeah, you know, it's crazy. We just did a mailing probably a few months ago to a bunch of our customers. I worked with our sales team. And the difference that we did in this mailing is that not only was every single piece of it customized. So the outside of the letter had a guy with a call out quote, but it had that person's name and their business. But we looked at even like, if I was a coffee shop right now, I would do a postcard with like, hey, if we had, they had a loyalty program, hey, your next vanilla latte is on us because we know you love it so much or something along those lines. Like that is something too that a lot of people don't necessarily know is even an option. Like your mail can be so customized. And I know that if, I mean, my local coffee shop, if they sent me a postcard in the mail with my order because I've gone there every day for the last few years is so unique to me, I'm more apt to be like, oh my gosh, I might even bring it into them to be like, I just got this. This is so fun. Like, thank you. It's something little. Yeah. But people get excited over mail that's for them. It's very specific to them. And a lot of that has to do with that spike with Amazon in the last 10 years. People love the feeling of getting a package in the mail. So the actual mail itself can be fun like that. And a lot of people, a lot of it, you know, it's still a lot of spam, but it's kind of what our team does great is. There's all these little psychological sales tricks, right? Like you're less likely to throw something away if it has your name on it. You're less likely to throw out a business card if it has someone's face on it. You're also less likely to throw away packaging that you think is high quality. How many of us have boxes and boxes and boxes from old iPhones sitting in the back of a, for what? It's trash. But it's pretty. (laughs) Like it serves you no purpose, but it's pretty and it feels too nice to throw out. So if you think about that as it relates to your branding, I think that's a fun way to kind of reimagine print because if you can create something of quality that people want to hold on to, 
they're going to associate your brand also with being of quality and worth knowing. Those two things are very like enmeshed, right? Love it. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. Oh my gosh. I love print nerd talk. It's like so much fun. Well, where can everyone find, follow, connect with you guys? I mean, work with more with print. How can we get in touch and get some print projects started? Yeah. So the best way is start on just morewithprint.com. And then also all over social media, it's just at morewithprint. And then on my end, just Lauren Russet on LinkedIn, like any questions, ideas that you have, let me know. I'm happy to kind of work with you and connect you with one of our members of our team. We have a fantastic customer service team, a fantastic sales team that can kind of spend time to really figure out exactly what you want. But sending us a message on Instagram is a good way to start too. Cool. Will you guys be doing any kind of like trend reporting for 2024? Do you have any like little things that you think are going to be popular? Yeah. So I can give a couple. We're seeing a lot of earth tones, but also a lot of like slightly bold colors. So it kind of depends on the brand, but Pantone came out with their 2024 color, which was peach fuzz. We're super excited because I thought it was going to be a green, but that's okay. Yeah. Peach fuzz is super fun. And those kind of color palette, the colors that go along with that, we're going to definitely see a spike. And is crazy as it is, Pantone is very spot on every year with their color choice and what we see on the print side of what's actually coming out. We're definitely going to see a lot of customized print projects. But for more, on our website, subscribe to our email list. We send out as many emails as we can about kind of what's going on, what we think are kind of important products that you can take a look at. And more with print is changing every day. We are trying to figure out kind of the next direction of what we want it to do, but because it's an e-commerce piece of our overall business. So we have a lot of flexibility on kind of what products we add and what products we kind of can create on there before we start selling on a massive scale to some of the businesses that we work with outside of more with print. So lots of exciting things to come. I'm excited for 2024. I think we're definitely going to see a rise in tangible products again, which is super exciting on our end. I think you're right. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time, Lauren. And guys, hopefully you love this episode. Don't forget to share it. Rate, review, subscribe, check out more with print. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Don't forget to follow along and leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll see you in the Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group for years and years of behind the scenes content and over 5,000 connections with fellow creatives. For show notes from today's episode, please visit mkwcreative.co slash podcast. This episode was edited by Berta Wired and theme music comes from Eliza Vera and Nathan Menard. Catch you next time.